Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast we do for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, no fan anything else. Let's go. Alright, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. First of all, I'm still sick, so that's the voice that you are hearing. Second of all, the topic of this podcast is going to be to do sort of a, a recap of the last six episodes. And and what I mean is, the last six episodes I've discussed positions that the Packers need to improve the top six positions that the Packers need to get better at. And, you know, I think that went really well. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But I do feel that there has been, obviously, some time since I discussed position group number six. And so I'd like to bring everything back together and wrap it all up in one quick, concise episode where you have the background knowledge that I've given you in these past six episodes and then discuss some really specific guys that that the Packers could be adding, whether that's in free agency or the draft, because hopefully that'll provide a base for us to push off of. I'm also going to be honest with you, this is kind of a, a filler episode, just getting ahead to Sunday, because on Sunday we're going to start our sort of coverage of the position groups in the draft, positions that the Packers should be looking at. First, however, there's a little bit of news. Uh, There is a lot, a lot of Aaron Rodgers talk going around right now. Unfortunately, still nothing is official yet. Aaron Rodgers still hasn't technically come out with his decision. He hasn't said, yeah, I'm, I'm playing or yeah, I'm retiring. So we don't necessarily know what's going on there. But Rodgers apparently met with Jets Brass. So Woody Johnson, the Jets owner, and I assume his GM, his coach, and probably a couple other executives flew out to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not sure what the conversation was. I don't know if they were trying to convince him to go to the Jets or whether Rodgers was was sort of just giving giving Woody and then company a, a feel of where he is in terms of how long, much longer he's going to play. I don't know what the what the deal is there, but all the talk right now is about Aaron Rodgers being traded and the Packers wanting to move on. And, and that's awesome for me to hear. I really like to hear that. I would say that, you know, nothing is decided at all yet um, because you can think about it from one angle as everything's being reported as though the Packers want to move on and the Jets are really pursuing Aaron Rodgers and want him to be their quarterback. Or you could look at it from the angle of the Jets would need to be giving up, you know, a first round pick or more for a quarterback who might not play more than one year and has a contract of something like $60 million. So those are the two different sides. And it's while right now maybe it looks like Rodgers is definitely going to New York and I mean obviously you know things are trending that way with the Jets coming out and meeting with him nothing at all is decided yet <clears throat> but hopefully 
we will we will get a decision a decision soon and with that let's sort of jump into the position recap and quickly the six positions that i covered were safety pass catchers edge defensive line running back and offensive line so first let's talk about the offensive line i've sort of attacked why the packers need to keep adding to the offensive line but sort of just to summarize you know with five starters on the line on any given snap you just need that that's a position that you need to continuously add depth to in order to you know ensure you have a a, a talent cycle going on and so that you make sure that no part of the line is ever totally lacking or falling behind because it's not like quarterback where you need one good starter you need five good starters or three great starters and two good starters and that's why that's a position that the Packers should always be addressing and the Packers have always addressed and I think they're going to do that in a similar way this offseason I think that you know as long as they don't trade away anyone important like David Bakhtiari they're just going to need to continue drafting players in the same way that they have in the previous few years do you just you know in rounds four five and six or five six and seven you know, you, dra- you just draft uh, an offensive lineman from each of those rounds. You bring in, again, just like that, two or three later round rookies. And you sort of go into that with the approach that, yeah, I mean, two of these guys are probably going to be misses. But there's also a good chance that one of them's a hit. And that's always a good sign. And if you look at the Packers draft history from recent years, I can tell you that a lot of, they've drafted, you know, a significant number of linemen in most drafts, but they have a hit in pretty much all of those drafts. Obviously, Zach Tom was drafted this year out of, I believe, three offensive linemen. Zach Tom has been a total hit. Last year, the Packers drafted, I believe it was two offensive linemen, and, you know, Myers is a starter. He's not great. Uh, In 2020, the Packers drafted, I believe, three offensive linemen, and they got John Runyon Jr. out of that. He's obviously been a hit. In 2019, they drafted maybe only one offensive lineman, and that was Elton Jenkins. And he was obviously an absolute steal for them. So it's it's pretty clear that the Packers have had success and will probably continue to employ their philosophy of, let's draft a bunch of offensive line guys. Chances are a couple of them will hit. And, or at least one of them will hit, and that's what we need to continue building this line. Then, the running back spot. How do you improve the running back spot? Why do you need to? Quickly, just to recap, I talked about this a bunch, but you have Jones and Dylan as starters, but Jones is Jones is probably going to be leaving soon. Dylan's a free agent. This is his last year on, on his rookie contract. So you should, the Packers, be looking for, you know, a Jones replacement. And what I think they should do, and what I think they will do, is bring in a late-round rookie and a couple of undrafted, you know, running backs. Draft, you know, one running back very, very late. I think they have something like five seventh-round picks. So take a running back with one of those five seventh-round picks and bring him in, allow him to show what he has to offer, and then bring in another guy or two in training camp. Let them battle it out with that late-round draft pick and Patrick Taylor. And then you'll have, you know, three or four guys competing for that running back spot. And ideally, the winner of that spot will truly deserve it. You'll have a guy that you fully believe in going forward. And 
that is, I guess, how you could look for the Packers to find an Aaron Jones replacement. I thought that Kylan Hill might be, you know, the Aaron Jones replacement, but he obviously had some sort of personality issues. I feel like he thought he was better than the Packers thought he was. I think he thought he should have been starting over Dylan and Jones, which that's a bizarre statement, especially after coming off of an ACL. But I think that if the Packers can find someone, you know, of a Kylan Hill skill level, that would be ideal. And that just means, you know, bringing in some undrafted running backs, drafting a running back late, and letting them battle it out. Then, the defensive line spot. Now, this spot is is more complicated. I've talked about why we need to improve the spot. Uh, run defense, pass rush, all of those extremely important. And right now, as a top three, we have Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, and TJ Slayton. But I think that, to be safe, the Packers should add, you know, three more players, honestly, to, to that defensive line spot. And I think that a couple of free agent guys to look at are Sheldon Rankins, Jerry Tillery, Derek Naughty, and Marcus Davenport. And all those guys are free agents. And I chose them because I don't expect them to get, you know, much more than four or five million. Yes, I, I could have put, you know, Fletcher Cox or Javon Hargrave on that free agent list, but those guys are going to get paid and the Packers don't have the money to pay those guys. However, you look at a Sheldon Rankins or Derek Naughty and you know that they can eat space on the interior. They're veterans, which will be nice for the clubhouse, and they understand how to disengage and make tackles. And so if you pay those guys, you know, $3 million, $4 million, you bring them in on a one- or two-year deal, and you, you say, hey, we're giving you a chance to show what you've got, and we need you to make plays for our run defense. And I think that's what you can get, and I think that's exactly what they need to get. Because if you sign a couple of those guys... You've added some bodies to that defensive line spot. You've added, most importantly, depth to a position that needs it. And now you can rotate guys in and out. You can say, okay, this is a running down. Devontae, you know, your technique's not totally cleaned up. We're going to put Kenny Slayton and, and Sheldon Rankins on in. And then, oh, it's a passing down. We're going to put Kenny Wyatt. And yeah, we're still going to go with a five-man line and put, you know, Marcus Davenport in there. And that's what I think the Packers should be looking at, at doing. Then, the third or fourth position group, whichever way you're looking at it, the edge position with Rashawn Gary out. I've talked about how the Packers are so very thin at the edge group beyond Enag Bari and Preston Smith. And as a result, I think that they need to add at least two good players so that you have a four-deep rotation with Enag Bari, Preston, and then two other guys. And I think that at least one of those has to be a free agent body. And some guys that specifically come to come to mind are Samson Ebukam and Justin Hollins. Those are some cheap guys that I think the Packers can bring in. They would be very nice depth pieces as third or fourth guys on the outside where, you know, Enoch Bari's tired or Preston's tired. You say, okay, Hollins, come in, give us a pass rushing snap here. And I think he, he, he actually showed for the Packers last year that he can do that very, very well. More expensive guys, Yannick Ngakwe, even Bud Dupree, who was just released, those are guys that are going to be expensive. The Packers would have to shell out some big money for them, but it would be totally worth it because you'd be bringing in a relatively high-quality edge threat, and with Rashawn Gary out, I think it would be very valuable to, to take a player like that and add them to Enoch Bari and Preston Smith. And so those are some guys, Ebukam, Hollins, 
and then more expensive Ngakwe and, and Bud Dupree. Those are some guys that I think the Packers should consider adding in free agency. Um, in terms of drafting, I think the Packers absolutely need to draft an edge threat. Whether that's in the first or second round, I think that should be a priority for them. And there's no way around that. So we're going to look into, you know, edge rushers later in the draft process. For now, however, I think that Lucas Van Ness, Nolan Smith, and Miles Murphy are all guys that, that you should keep an eye on. And I think that the Packers will probably be looking to add talent to the edge position in the first round. It would be really nice to pick up some talent there. And if you add a free agent body, and then you have Enoch Bari and Preston, and then you put, you know, this this first round or second round pick behind those guys, now you've got a, a relatively decent amount of depth, and you're looking at a at a position where with those, you know, Enoch Bari and that first round or second round pick, you're looking at a position that could be really, really good if those guys, you know, develop to to their potential. And then the group that the Packers need to add to the second most pass catchers. Yeah, the Packers, you better believe they need to add pass catchers. I'm thinking, you know, three receivers, two tight ends. And at the receiver spot, the Packers simply don't overpay receivers. That's not their MO. They've never done that. They won't ever do that. However, I I do think that there's a chance that the Packers pursue a Robbie Anderson or, or Robert Woods, two of the better free agent receivers. And that, I mean, those guys, those guys aren't great receivers. And if they're going to get overpaid, the Packers will be instantly out on them. But if those guys aren't sort of getting the market that they're hoping for, the Packers might swoop in and say, hey, look, we know you're not really getting what you want out there. We're willing to offer you something similar. You can come up to Green Bay, play for a for a good team. And so that's those those are two guys that I'd really like to see them add, Anderson and, and Woods. Anderson seems a little bit less likely because of sort of the personality things around him, but Robert Woods seems like a great fit in Green Bay. And then more likely, I think that you can look at the cheaper receivers, Amikle, Hardman, Paris Campbell, Marquise Goodwin, all sort of speed threats that I would love to see the Packers add because I think that if you add a guy or two like that, now, I mean, if you put Meikle Hardman and Christian Watson on opposite sides of the field, good luck. The other team can do nothing but play two high safeties because if they play one high, Meikle's going to burn you on one side, Watson's going to burn you on, on, on the other. So, you know, bring in a, a cheap receiver or two, Meikle Hardman, Paris Campbell, Marquise Goodwin, bring in perhaps a more expensive one, and then I, I do think that they'll draft another receiver or two. And I don't know if that's going to be in round one, two, three, even four. But I, I do believe that they'll add a receiver relatively early on. Um, I'm going to wait for, I'm going to make you wait for Sunday's episode to see, you know, which first round receivers they could take. But I, I think that them drafting receivers is definitely a possibility. And if you draft a receiver, sign a couple of free agent guys, Boom, you've added three receivers. Now you've got a receiver room that's, you know, six deep or so, and that's looking pretty good. At the tight end spot, you need, I would say, two players that are better than Josiah DeGuari. You probably need a fourth tight end. I believe Tyler Davis is is still under contract. Maybe he's not, but you need a, a fourth tight end. But for now, we're going to focus on the on the two big tight ends that you need that'll be better than Josiah DeGuari. And a lot of people want the Packers to draft a tight end. That's that's talked about so much right now. And, you know, if they're sitting there in the third round, Darnell Washington's still still on the board and the Packers say, hey, let's take a swing on him, I wouldn't be at all angry about that. Uh, but I think that in the draft, you should prioritize edge and receiver. 
And I think that free agency is a great way to add tight end depth. And in free agency, they could bring back a Robert Tunyon. They could add Austin Hooper, Hayden Hurst, or even Mercedes Lewis, bring him back. And I think that if they bring in a couple of those guys, you know, they re-sign Robert Tunyon, they bring back Mercedes Lewis, which I would absolutely love to see, then I will feel fine about the tight end spot because it feels like, you know, you don't have any game breakers there, but you have good, solid players. And then if they, you know, they bring in one free agent tight end, they bring in a Hayden Hurst or Robert Tunyon, and then they draft a tight end, you better believe I'm going to feel pretty excited then because you have, if they draft, if they're drafting a tight end, I would guess they're drafting one relatively early on. And there's a lot of tight ends in this class that you could convince yourself are going to be playmakers. So at receiver, I think they'll draft a receiver or two and they'll sign a free agent receiver or two. <coughs> and then at tight end, I believe that they will bring in at least one free agent tight end, maybe two and maybe they'll draft a guy. At safety, well, first of all, in the draft, here's the reality. The safeties kind of suck. Brian Branch, one of the top safety prospects in this year's draft, tested like, I don't know, a tortoise. I mean, it was an embarrassing combine showing for him. It wasn't that people expected him to do too much better, but it was it was not a great, a great performance for him. And so the Packers, I would say, need to add two safeties to free agency. I don't think they should target one in the draft. And some cheap options for them are Jimmy Ward, Von Bell, Eric Rowe, LaMarcus Joyner. And I think that if you take, you know, two of those guys, then no one's great, but they're all serviceable. And the reality is, you know, all of them are better than Darnell Savage. So I think Jimmy Ward's absolutely a guy that needs to be brought in by the Packers. He played relatively impressive football in San Francisco. I think the Packers would be making a mistake not to really consider bringing him in because he's a solid starting safety. And then, you know, you kind of pick your poison with the other three. None of them are great, but they are serviceable starters that you can put alongside your other safety and say, they're probably not going to screw too many things up. And that's sort of all that you can ask for because the reality is with a defense that has Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kingsley Inagbari, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, with players of that caliber, you don't necessarily need an all-pro safety group. The Packers aren't going to have an all-pro safety group, but you don't necessarily need it. So Jimmy Ward, throwing another guy there, and that's what I think the Packers can do with safety. And that's pretty much what I have for you. So a very, very quick recap. Offensive line, keep drafting. Draft a bunch of them. Running backs, just bring in, you know, late-round running back free agent or undrafted free agent or so. Defensive line, sign a bunch of free agents, cheap space eaters. Edge, sign a sign a free agent piece or two, hopefully draft a guy. Pass catchers, at receiver, sign a free agent guy or two and draft a receiver, hopefully high up, tight end. Either draft a tight end high up and bring in a free agent guy or bring in two free agent guys and then at safety, you got to sign two serviceable safety free agents. And that is what I have for you. Just a quick recap to sort of get you all prepped for the offseason, get your mind totally right. This is sort of a filler episode. My hope, I'm praying that we have news come out on Sunday because that's that's what I need. So that is pretty much what I have for you. As always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. And until next time...
Go Pack Go!